welcome to a new episode of the Henny Kovac podcast. I am Henny, and I appreciate you being here, listening, and spending this time with me. And today is a is a turning point. It's a turning point for me in a sense that I'm making a complete 180, or at least it feels like I'm making a complete 180 as I'm coming out with this message. This message was not planned. It is not something that I would have chosen to talk about. But anything else seems like just blah, blah words, an escape from the inevitable, which is for me to take the, this deep look into this new realization that has come upon me. So those of you who know me personally and have known me for a few years, you do know that I was very heavily involved in the so-called feminist movement a few years ago. You know, after the ending of my third marriage, which was an abusive relationship, and I was fired from my corporate job for speaking up about sexual harassment, I was really just fueled with anger and rage. I felt the need to step up and speak up about these issues. I wanted to be heard. I wanted women to be heard, to, to be acknowledged, respected, and I wanted justice. So I organized this movement, this women's movement, a women's community, and I poured my heart into it. The intention for me to bring women together was to connect on a beautiful, innocent, heart-centered way. But the reality was that I was filled with anger and resentment. And what started out as this pure intention, this heart-to-heart connection with women really just turned into a disaster. I was sold out, backstabbed. I felt I was left to rot by these very same women that I felt I had poured my heart, my, my energy, my money, all my money into. And I felt bitter. I felt sad and utterly misunderstood. But this, this experience of mine only showed me just how much work I had to do within myself before I could be ready to step up and organize and lead such a movement. Because my heart was not pure. It wasn't. Even though my intentions were, my heart wasn't. Isn't there a saying, the road to hell is paved with good intentions? Well, it is. It certainly is. And my experience is a testament to that. And so, when I was left bitter, sad, and utterly misunderstood, what I did was I sold everything and I started on this path of deepening my self-discovery. 
the dark night of the soul, if you will. I was searching high and low everywhere. Every so-called spiritual teaching I could get my hands on, immersed myself into it, fully committing, fully committing to this path. And I felt like I was going against everything that I was told, taught, and conditioned into. But that wasn't quite true. Because I was really honestly cherry-picking. I was just fooling myself with all these modalities that didn't feel right in the first place. But that I was holding on to because I was told that this would lead me to self-liberation. And I wanted that self-liberation more than anything. And so I followed the crowd. I stepped out. I was stepping out of the matrix as we know it the matrix that everyone talks about, but I was stepping into yet another matrix, another illusion. This one is disguised as the spiritual movement or the spiritual community. You know, I started this podcast almost a couple of years ago. It's coming on two years now. And the original title was Addicted to the man because I was very aware of my addiction. And so I felt that this was my way to call people to action. I, I still wanted to, you know, organize something. I, I still felt like I needed to step up and, and shake people up and shake myself up. But the reality is that this podcast is nothing more than my way of documenting the trials and errors of my path. This path that I'm hoping will lead me to liberation, to breaking free of this addiction. But I'm doing it, I was doing this, all the while I was grabbing on very tightly to the object of my addiction. I was trying to heal my addiction to the man by the guidance and instructions of the man. <laughs> Pretty hypocritical and pathetic, isn't it? Like trying to heal your addiction to alcohol, you know, trying to heal your alcoholism and going on this journey packing your backpack, and the only thing that you pack is a bottle of alcohol. And you go on tracking, climbing the mountains and the hills, and you come to this resting place, and, I, and you open up your backpack and take a sip of this bottle of alcohol. So no matter, no matter how determined you are to tracking this difficult terrain, because it is, it is difficult, in the end you're still left with your backpack with a bottle in it. So a few days ago, I had a very clear call from Jesus. And saying his name feels very foreign to me. But I will practice with honor and respect and the highest of humility. And from that moment... 
the moment when I heard this call, things started to shift in a very surreal way. At first, I was like, I was trying to fight it. I was, I was doubting it. I was calling myself crazy, you know? And I was even ashamed, ashamed to say this out loud. Like, I felt so arrogant to say, to claim that Jesus reached his hand out to me. And honestly, I was scared. I know very little about him. And I always feared him. And I was also scared because I thought that now I would have to become this Bible preaching Christian, you know, dressing up in pretty clothes, going to church on Sunday and condemning all the things that I've been speaking up for up until now, <laughs> you know, buttoning up my shirt and really just becoming a tight ass, dried up prune. <laughs> well, there, I just described what my perception and idea is about Christians, right? Now, before you kill me, before you get too upset with me, I beg you to listen and hear me out because I'm not saying this to ridicule, not at all. I'm simply stepping out here boldly, bold enough to admit that this is the picture I have created in my mind about Christians. Pretty close-minded and judgmental, if you ask me. I see it clearly, clear as day. Even though I've been practicing non-judgment and I've been following the teachings of the so-called gurus of love and light. But if I want to ruffle some more feathers, which, why not? since I'm at it, <laughs> might as well go ahead. I will go as far as to say that most of the so-called light workers that I know that I've come across directly or indirectly, and I know a lot, are just such. Just a bunch of judgmental humans living in la-la land, delusional as hell, comfortable, in their own self-created, cherry-picked matrix. Now, I know there's a flavor of sarcasm in my voice, and if you picked up on it, you're correct. There is. And I also know that I have some work to do here because I need to rid myself of this sarcasm that surfaces every time I feel like you know, the light bulb just went off on in my head and I can see something clearly and I want to communicate it to others. But this is not how I want to come across. This is not how I want to communicate this. This must go for me to really be able to speak the truth as it comes through. And so I pray that I, I can overcome and I will overcome this test. Anyways, as things started to shift for me, I was and still am, still am to a certain point, questioning it. I don't want to go full gung-ho on this and start telling 
people that I know the answers, that I know all the answers to your problems. No, I, I don't. I'm simply documenting my journey and sharing some of my revelations, my aha moments as they come, come about. And I also had to check in with myself because I want to see, I want to make sure that I'm not coming from fear. When I look back at some of the decisions that I made over the course of my life and specifically in the last decade of my life as I've been on this spiritual journey, I know that I, you know, joined groups and I reached out for certain modalities and I got into relationships mostly because I was coming from a place of fear and addiction. So I've got to be very careful. I have to look at myself with this magnifying glass from all angles. I have to feel in to see if I have a trace of bitterness or anger or resentment inside me before I can accept this new revelation. And the honest truth is, that I have not felt this content with my life ever. And so I can say it confidently that this aha moment came at a time when I am at most at ease with what is. And so I conclude that it must come from a much, much more pure state than the other revelations that I claim I've had. So what is this 180 about? Why did I even pick this title, Devil's Temptations? And I may change this title, so I don't know. But I feel like that I realized that I have made a deal with the devil. I know better. You know, for the longest time, I've been saying that I'm confused. And I honestly felt very much confused. And I know I was utterly confused many times. You know, I would go to sharing circles or just have like regular talks with other spiritual seekers. And at one point, they would look at me and say, Henny, you know what to do. And I just felt like I just wanted to slap them in the face, smack them in the face and say, no, I don't know. I was so angry because I was drawing a blank and I, I felt completely confused. I didn't have any thoughts. I didn't know what to do. I, I wanted someone to tell me what to do, what the decision was that we were talking about. But there it is. There was nothing. My mind was going zzzz, you know, nothing. And this is exactly what we always pray for. And this is exactly what is needed for this mind, for this chatter to go blank, to quiet out, take out the words, the useless communication that gets mental most of the time. And just sit, you know, quietly. Let the heart speak. And finally, I was given 
so many opportunities. You know, I think back so many times I just felt like, I don't know, I'm confused. I'm so confused. There's nothing in my mind. I'm going blank. And this opportunity, instead of using this opportunity to go within, I made them into this freak out session. Like, I need to know, you know, like, why is my mind not knowing what to do? Yeah, because I'm hitting a blind spot. My mind would not let me go there for a reason. I'm going blank. I can't hear the words. I don't understand. I don't understand the words, even though they're coming at me in plain English or Hungarian. But this is exactly where I need to go. And this is a gift, this confusion, this, this complete blanking out, off the, out of the mind is a gift. It's not a punishment, but it's not a gift for the mind to comprehend or to go through with the mind. The mind is too strong. It's too armored. It's too overpowering and harsh and always ready to fight. And I would give in to these fights, you know, time and time again. And every time I would come back defeated. And every time I would come back more and more exhausted and dead. And so the addiction is here. It's still here. But I have been offered grace. I feel like I have been offered grace. But for me to accept this grace, to come and nourish me, to come in and take over my entire being, to fill me up. I must stop taking the temptations of the devil. There must be full commitment, dedication, devotion. And this devotion, I feel, has to be to Jesus. You know what the opposite of addiction is? The opposite of addiction is connection. Let that sink in for a moment. I need that sinking for myself too. The opposite of addiction is connection. And to use the words of Abraham Hicks, they're on the opposite end of the same stick. And so what's needed is to move from one end of the stick to the other. It's the same stick. Just have to move to the other end. And so I have this extremely strong addiction that now I'm starting to be like, yay, because for this stick to balance out, This strong addiction is balanced by a strong connection on the other side. So this is where that 180 comes in. You know, I was wondering, why the hell did I say 
I've come a complete 180. I, d- I don't know why I said that when I first started talking today. But it's all here. It's coming together. This 180 is exactly this. Turn around and start moving up that stick to the other side. And the closer I get to the other side, the less difficult this task is. The difficulty is to get to that tipping point. And after that, gravity, it's doing its work. So that is grace. Gravity is grace, right? Because you then you're fully immersed. You can't even help it. It just takes you. But for me to get there, I have to put on these blinds, blindfolds, not blinds, and keep climbing on the stick, keep going the opposite direction of my addiction towards connection. And this is the devotion. This is my, this is the devotion. And I'm doing my part. I'm declaring right here, right now, that I am devoted to doing my part. I am crawling on this stick with these blindfolds on, knowing that my liberation is is on the other end. And so I pray that gravity will take a hold of me soon. (laughs) I pray that I can get up to that point where grace comes in, that I can open myself up to that point where grace comes in and takes over. So I have a feeling that my messages will be shocking to some of you from now on because most of these messages will go against everything that I had preached up onto this point, I feel. You know, this is a scary point for me too, because I have to admit that I was wrong. I have to admit, admit that I was blinded, even though I claimed that I had clarity. I have to admit that I stepped from one deception into another deception. And I have to admit that all these years of searching, I was still groping in the dark, still going back to the very thing that I was trying to get away from. Because these messages, these aha moments, these revelations that are coming through are surprising me as they're surfacing. But then again, I knew all along. I knew it. I just decided not to listen. I decided to take a detour, a long detour, to come back here. But that's okay. I'm okay with coming to you humbled, telling you that I was wrong, that I believed incorrectly, And I may have hurt you on the way. I'm okay 
with all of this. And I own it. Because I am devoting myself to the one. And that is my only wish and desire. I have so much to say. So many things are surfacing that I'm eager to say. But I feel that this is it for today. That this is really what's needed to be brought out into words at this moment. Yes, I feel that this is complete, that this episode is complete. I have gained plentiful insights and clarity. And I hope that some doors have been opened for you as well. And I want to challenge you to be bold. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to listen to your heart. It truly loves you. It truly does. My heart truly loves me. I know that. So thanks you, thank you guys. Thank you all for listening. Episode after episode as I document this journey of mine. And if I can, before I go, if I can ask you a favor. If I can ask a favor of you this time around. I'm going to practice asking. You know? And my ask is that you pray for me, that you say a prayer for me to keep these blindfolds on, to be strong enough in my devotion, to keep these blindfold, blindfolds on until I reach that tipping point. Because I know after that, <laughs> after that, I'm, I'm good. So if you do end up saying a prayer for me, I appreciate it. I appreciate you. I thank you from the bottom of my heart. And until next time, goodbye.